0: Log Talk Radio.
1: time with Pastor Steph.
2: playing hide and seek. Yeah, young girl fourteen playing hide and seek with her friends. Uh somebody said they saw some shadows moving around in their yard and decided to shoot and ended up shooting his fourteen year old child in the head. But thank God that the child did not suffer any life threatening injuries. And we also talked about the Utah author who wrote a book, a successful author, who wrote a book about children and how to help them grieve. Well, her own children are uh, now grieving the death of her husband after she has been charged with poisoning him with fentanyl as she mixed his vodka drink with that little special potion. Oh, my, 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 my. Well, our uh, due time crew had the conversation. Why are there so many angry pastors? Oh, my. Oh, my. What did we say yesterday? Why there were so many angry pastors? Well, They said that uh, the reason why there's so many angry pastors is because the people won't act right. Yes, someone said that, you know, we ask you to do some things up in the church and we just don't get no cooperation. And uh, some others said that, hey, you know, you try it for yourself. You know, you try for yourself, you come and you ask. From, for some assistance, we take the time to advise you. You go do it your own way, and then it doesn't work, and now you're back to the drawing board. Yeah, looking at us, asking us for more advice. So uh, those are a couple of reasons why there's so many angry pastors, but I will say this to you. You know, the Bible tells us, Not to provoke You know I'm gonna This is how I'm gonna say it You know it's me paraphrasing The word of God You know don't provoke your pastor You know they, they do what they do Out of love and concern And care for God's people And you don't want to push them Where you know they're feeling Any other kind of way About helping you Yeah the Bible does say that the Bible says that they have been given authority over you and you should help them help you. Now, that makes every bit of sense to me because why if I know I'm going to need this guidance that I'm not going to, you know, help you help me? It's almost like going to school. You know, you go to school and you know that you have a teacher who help you, assist you, and to, you know, just kind of guide you along the way. And now you're going to give him or her a hard time with helping you. And that makes absolutely no sense, Pastor Steph. Now, I know it makes some sense to, you know, those of you out here who do it. And, you know, I, I would want to provoke Someone that I chose to. Um, now I'm sitting up in your church, but now I'm going to be mad at you because things are not going, to, you know, right in my life, and you're giving me the guidance. That makes no sense whatsoever. So you know, listen. The Bible is the authority as to how we are supposed to live a Christian life, and if we've decided. Be a Christian Then you need to take the advice Of the word of God And if you take The advice of the word of God And the pastor Is giving you Advice that you can find In the word of God Then uh, I say jump on the bandwagon So you can get this Thing done So you can make your life easier And the pastor's life easier you know don't give them a hard time Yes, you know a lot of times that's what happens you don't realize it because you may not be giving the past a hard time or you may not be giving them as much of a hard time but think about all the other people and what they may be possibly doing to the past or whatever else may be going on in the past life You know, I think you need to pay attention to stuff like that because, you know, I I would like that relationship to go rather smoothly because I don't need to be battling with the past. Why? If you're battling with life, why are we battling with the past? Ooh. Did I just say that? Yes, I did. So... That's pretty much what was being said yesterday You know, let's let's just do what we need to do So that we can help the body of Christ So that we can help to enhance the kingdom of God here on earth You think
1: we want to get together and do something like that?
2: Ah, uh, I would love to see something like that And so would the Lord. All right? All right. So that's how we spent our Tuesday. Well, today is Wow Wednesday. Yes, we have arrived at the middle of the week. How great is our God That he would usher us into the middle of the week. Yeah. So we're not shaking the Wednesday blues. We're not figuring out how to get through, get over, get under, get by. Here we are. Here we are facing it and enjoying the fact that God has gotten us up out that bed. Yes, aren't you happy? To be seeing a Wednesday. All oh, right now. God is great. Although I'd like to have stayed in the bed, you know, rise, shine, and give God the glory. <laughs> well, you know how we do. On Wednesday, it's Ladies' Day, and uh, we're going to give our girl Vivian first dibs at the morning with her socially conscious segment. So uh, go ahead and get that healthy breakfast. Go ahead and tell somebody that it's due time with Pastor Steph. It's on and whatever you do, don't go anywhere because we will be right
0: back. Lupus is a chronic autoimmune disease that is hard to diagnose, difficult to manage, and if not treated can become life-threatening. Lupus affects adult women 10 times more frequently than men. There
2: is no cure for lupus and those affected oftentimes don't look sick. I have lupus. I struggled for years until so the Lupus Alliance gave me the help that I needed.
0: To help us unlock the mystery of lupus, visit mi-lupus.org or call 800-705-6677. We are here for you.
2: Good morning, good morning, and good morning again. Welcome back to it's due time with Pastor Steph, and it is Wow Wednesday. Oh, giving honor to God who has ushered us into the middle of the week. How blessed! Oh, we know we're not lucky. We are blessed. This is a divine decision by the almighty God to breathe the breath of life into our bodies today so we can get up and salute him, say thank you, And live the life that we're supposed to live. I'm sorry. I just can't get with the people that say, I do get up every day and just give God thanks for my life. Okay. And then what else? What else? Do we stop at thank you? No, we can't. We can't. God has just been way too good. Way too good to stop at thank you. Now, I want to thank you for starting your day with us here on his due time with Pastor Steph as we salute our God this morning. And I know you are, you know, pretty anxious to hear from our girl Vivian. So let's say good morning to our girl Viv. Good morning, Vivian.
1: Good morning. Happy Wow Wednesday. How are you, Pastor Steph? I am well, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thank you. That's good.
2: Okay, what you got for us this morning?
1: Okay, today on Socially Conscious, we are starting off with some health information. I came across an interesting article where reports say that the new guidelines are advising women to begin biannual screening for breast cancer at the age of 40 rather than the age of 50 which was previously advised they say the 10-year difference is due to updated research that has been more inclusive of women 50 years and younger they say the recommendation applies to all women and here's that terminology again all women and individuals assigned female at birth who have an average risk of breast cancer, which includes those who have family, a family history of breast cancer and other risk factors such as dense breast, but does not apply to individuals who have a higher risk due to certain genetic markers or who have had high-risk lesions on previous biopsies. They want to remind you that black women often get deadly cancers at younger ages and are 40% more likely to die from breast cancer than white women. So be proactive, ladies, and go get those screenings. And if you are in your 40s and you were thinking, oh, I got some more time, please be advised that the time is now. So I thought that that was interesting because usually we don't hear those type of things when it comes to, you know, our health and the research that they've done. But they are changing the age. So I wanted you to be advised. Next, we have um, some good news. Reports say that New York City schools have gotten a record amount of money in the state budget. They say during the Teacher Appreciation Week, the President of the United Federation of Teachers held the state budget for allocating billions to New York City schools. A good portion of the nearly $13 billion will go to school districts with the highest needs. So this is great news because we know that New York City schools have been struggling for a while, um, And to put the cherry on the top, they are, they meaning the teachers' union, is also seeking a 10% raise for teachers. So, again, this is good news because we need our kids in the schools and off the streets. So if they're giving the schools money, maybe that might mean that there will be some extracurricular activities that they can get involved in to just keep them busy and keep them off the streets and off these tablets and stuff. So I thought that that was some great news. Now we've gotten that news out of the way. Unfortunately, our next story is an update um, on a story that was told here before. I believe it was Pastor Stephanie who brought us the story of the Satan Club up in the schools. Well, it's time to get the knee pads ready, warm up the prayer closets, and prepare to pray as they are reporting that, after, that the after-school Satan Club has been steadily increasing in popularity and is now likely to slow down as their supporters rack up media attention and legal wins fighting for free speech. They say the clubs associated with the Satanic Temple and currently offered in primary schools began at the beginning of 2020. They say that last Monday, the U.S. District Court of Eastern District of Pennsylvania ruled in favor of the Satanic Temple and the American Civil Liberties Union, which sued Northampton County School District because they would not allow the club to meet at and on its grounds. So... There's a quote in the court documents that stated, quote, in a victory for free speech and religious freedom, a federal court has ruled that the Valley School District must allow the after-school Satan Club to meet in district facilities, end quote. And to make matters worse, this court has also ruled that students do not need signed permission slips to attend this after-school meeting. So a school out here in Lehigh Valley, Pennsylvania, will have their first Satan Club meeting starting today, and six kids have already signed up. So, yes, we understand the coined quote from Pastor Kim, we are in our last and evil days, but we also understand that there is nothing that God can't and won't do, so let's get to praying for our children because this is ridiculous. Next, we have the migrants back in the headlines again. Reports say New York City is eyeing a $225 million deal to house migrants and the famous Roosevelt Hotel. They say the Adams administration is in talks to convert the historic Manhattan Hotel located at 45th of uh, 45 East 45th Street into an emergency shelter as the city struggled with the ongoing surge of migrants. According to reports, New York City has reportedly offered to secure 1,025 hotel rooms for migrants on a daily basis for 36 months at the rate of $200. So that would be a whopping $225 million for the three years of temporary housing for the migrants. And as this is going on, people in upstate New York, more specifically in Rockland County, are fighting back. Their powers that be have declared a state of emergency in the county in order to prevent Mayor Adams from, quote, unquote, dumping migrants in their neighborhoods. The declaration prohibits other municipalities from bringing the housing people in the county. It also bans hotels and motels from housing migrants without a license and requires that if they wish to use the hotels and motels for the migrants or asylum seekers in Rockland County, they want to make sure that whoever's bringing them out here would be the one covering their expenses. So one woman said, we are scared it's going to lower our quality of life, our work in Manhattan, and I'm not saying all migrants are dangerous, but I know the ones that house all these single men. And as a female, it's really difficult to walk past them without getting heckled. End quote. People have brought up the point that these migrants are undocumented and there's no telling who they are and are angry that the government is pretty much ignoring their concerns. So this web of crazy just keeps on spinning and getting messier and messier. So if upstate New York is going to these extremes to stop migrants from being brought into their county, how soon before others start to do the same? So once you have these places pushing back, saying no, where will you put them then? So definitely a messy situation. But now we have our wow story of the week. So have you ever been told that you and a friend look alike? Have you ever heard anything like, wow, y'all could be sisters? Or man, y'all look like twins? And if you have, you might want to watch your back as one woman from Queens has been found guilty for attempting to kill her doppelganger and steal her identity. Reports say that Victoria uh, Nithrova slipped her friend a slice of poison cheesecake in an attempt to kill her lookalike pal to try to steal her identity. (laughs) They say Victoria, age 45, visited her friend Olga to get her eyelashes done. While there, she gifted her a cheesecake from a Brooklyn bakery that she had laced with a type of tranquilizer. After that, she took off with the friend's passport, employment card, a gold ring, and cash. They say Olga was found in a room, unconscious, on the bed, with pills scattered around her in an attempt to look like a suicide event. Unfortunately for Victoria, Olga survived the attempt on her life and led authorities straight to her, they say, after some time because it took them about seven months to capture Victoria. And during that time, Olga said she received a call from Victoria pretending she was concerned. And during that phone call, Olga told her that she knew what she had done and that the authorities were looking for her. So they say that Victoria was on the run because she was wanted for murder that occurred back in 2014, and that's why she wanted to steal her friend's identity. Victoria was found guilty of attempted murder, attempted assault, second-degree assault, unlawful imprisonment, and attempted larceny. Some of those charges were from the 2014 murder as well. So this is definitely a crazy story. It definitely sounds like a movie you would hear, you know, watch on the TV or some type of telenovela or something, but be careful out there. (laughs) This has been Vivian with Socially Conscious, giving you the news that we are following. And remember, if you have any wild stories you would like to submit, please feel free to direct message me. My username on Facebook is Vivian B M and come back every Wednesday to find out if your story has been chosen. Thank you, as always, to our loyal listeners, and thank you, Pastor Stop.
2: Thank you, Vivian. Oh, my, as always, we get the news that uh, gets us a-chatting on Wednesday morning. Thank you so much, and please hang around just in case we need some uh, clarification later. we Will do. All right. Have a blessed day.
1: Thank you. You as well.
2: Thank you. Thank you. All righty, ladies. Let's get to talking. Good morning, Elder Natisha. Good morning, Pastor Steph. How are you today? I am well. Thank you. How are you? I am good. I am good. Thank you. That's good. That's good. Oh, enjoyed that prayer this morning. Oh my my my. Okay, I got to I got to ask. I got to ask. You know, I know that people other people listen don't know what I'm talking about. Where were you this morning that there was so much greenery? Oh. <laughs> I I'm in Chicago and um like while our place is still getting fixed up and everything, we stay um at a friend's house and this is his backyard. Wow. I need that space. Boy, was that just the atmosphere for like the morning dawn prayer. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, my goodness gracious. Giving God time. Yeah, that's I said I'm coming outside to do the prayer because it. I said, I, yeah, I'm, I said I was coming outside
1: today to do the prayer because it's just beautiful out here.
2: Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. For those of you who didn't see it, I'm telling you, it looked like some park, like that has been well mm-hmm. kept in some ritzy neighborhood. I was like, <laughs> yo, where is she? I'd be praying like this if I was in that atmosphere, too. So thank you so much for uh <laughs> Not only giving us a wonderful prayer, but giving us the wonderful scenery it was just it just really set the stage for just being in the Amen. presence of the Lord. oh my my my. Amen. okay, you know the other day we had Dr. Pierre Gordon. On, who is our resident OBGYN and he talked about some screening that has gone from 50 age 54 women down to mm-hmm. 45 and now Vivian is talking to us about the breast cancer screening for um, us ladies that have has gone from 50, age 50 down to 40 now this is your mm-hmm. element you know, do you
0: mm-hmm.
2: want to tell mm-hmm. us a little bit more about this? Sure. The American Cancer Society, you know, is known for not just the work that we do in communities with providing resources and partnering with health systems, but we're also at the cutting edge of um, all of the research that determines um, all of the new um age recommendations um, that are uh, published through health systems and the CDC. And so um, about two years ago, uh, we had caught a lot of flack because we had increased the recommendation for um, breast cancer screening from 40 to 45. And the reason why that was done was because um, there was research that had shown that Women who um, received that uh, started having breast exams earlier were exposed to just small amounts of radiation through the screening, but over the course of time could result in you know large exposure to radiation. But now um, what, we have, what we have found is that because uh, we're finding breast cancer cases in women earlier and earlier in earlier ages. Um, it has been recommended that we actually return back to the age of 40 because of the fact, and this is also part of that health equity, right? This is doing a research that was not inclusive of everyone. But then when we went back and we began to look at all of this through a health equity
1: lens, we found
2: that it actually is more beneficial to um, african-american women and women of color to start that screening um at age 40 so we found that while the risk is still there right for that low dosage that low exposure to radiation that it actually is still more lives um will be saved by being screened early because we do believe that early detection saves lives so that's where that comes from
0: oh wow wow
2: wow I did hear about the um the exposure concern and uh you mm-hmm. know the earlier more exposure blah 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 so it's interesting to see that you know they're pointing to the fact that you know more lives will be saved going you know starting at an earlier age and you know that the other side is is less important than Saving more lives. So, you know, Mm -hmm. it's giving God thanks for the research. Giving God thanks for the research. Thank you for that um, explanation. Uh, We appreciate it. Uh, We'll just give Mm -hmm. the ladies an opportunity to kind of respond and, uh, you know, say what they feel about, you know, this this, uh, information that we've been Given this morning, let's say good morning to our lady, Tamika. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Wow Wednesday. How are you today? I am well, thank you. How are you today? I am doing well. Good, good, good. You know, what say you about this uh, information that has been put out here for us this morning. You know, I keep saying, we are mo- amongst the most blessed individuals. All this information we get for absolutely free.
0: Can mm-hmm. you be it? What?
2: Absolutely. Um, I think it is a, a beautiful thing to be in the know without having to you know, search. I mean, okay, fine, we have access to the internet but there are things that Um, There are tidbits that we get from our professionals that you're not going to find in a book, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, that, you know, some doctors, you know, we, we also recognize that in some instances, big pharma is working against us. And so they don't want us to know, you know, certain things, you know, because they can profit financially. So if I can glean from somebody who's already in the field and knows and has access. For free? <laughs> you can't you, you can't you can't put a price on that. You literally can't put a price on that. And the information that we get could be beneficial to somebody's life who's listening. Absolutely. 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 We I mean, we oh my gosh, we are so blessed here. on due town with Pastor Step. We've got hair care professionals, we've got the OBGYN professionals, we have the, you know the the cancer awareness. We've got like so much information here that all we have to do is pick up and dial in or log on, and and God is blessing us. I mean immensely. Uh, thank you for joining us this morning. Let's say good morning to our minister Michelle. Good morning. Good morning. How are, How are you, you this morning? I'm well, thanks. All How I'm are you well. over there? All is well, thank God. All is well. Amen, amen. All right, so we've got this extra piece of information this morning, revised information this morning, and uh, what, what what does this do for you as far as you know be, being a blessing as to just another a uh, notch in your belt of, I mean, just such important information? Well, I always say information is power. So, you know, whenever you hear this type of information and it's accurate one point, it's empowering us, empowering me, especially when you go to the doctor. We always like to, I always feel like you want to be have in, as informed as possible. Thank God I have not had to experience any type of breast cancer, any cancer, you know, in my body, but I know people that have, and some of them didn't have the proper information, so being able to hear what we just heard today is really good, especially for us women of color, because, you know, sometimes we don't get the proper information, and sometimes we're not in the with the proper doctors because of the community that we live. So to me, this is a blessing, and I thank God for it. I thank God for this platform that you're able to, God has been sending you people that are in the know. So I can't see anything but a positive when it comes to this. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Thank you again, uh, Vivian and Elton Itisha, for just helping to empower us with this information And we can share it You know, we share everything else We definitely can share this information Uh, what else did Vivian talk about? Oh, we're coming back to the next thing Because, uh, oh, no, no, that's not the next thing Because we, we have been on this other topic before But we are hearing that New York City Schools Is raking in the dollars And we've been talking about, you know, the fact that we have not been recipients, you know, previously of the money that's needed to, you know, get our children what's needed. And now that they have uh, been given this $13 billion and now the teachers will get a raise, thank God for that. You know, how blessed are we again to hear this? And, and what what's your thought, uh, Lady Tamika, on how we should move forward, you know, as far as the people spending the money now? Now we got it. Now how do we spend it? Boy, that's a good question because there's all types of things that, um, the school's needs. Some of it is just in general upkeep, maintenance, and repair. You know, we've got areas, you know, um, weeks ago, um, we were talking about asbestos found, and, you know, there's all kinds of stuff that we have to be very, very careful for, um, not needless, needlessly spending it, you know, Um you have, um, I've been enlightened recently that there are areas where we keep talking about, um, what is it, uh, mental illness and mental awareness. Um, there are areas where there are students that you cannot uh, controlled because they, you know, their dispositions are just, you know, it, it, they, they get set off real, real easy, you know. Um, and they actually have buildings where they can be um, placed so that they're not disturbing other children. Um, people, you know, children with learning disabilities, you know, do you give it to them? Do you give it to, you know, then we also have this influx of because we have people from other countries coming in, you know, we, we have to utilize um, documentation in their language. It's it's very difficult on how to disperse the, the resources. But don't do crazy things, you know. Do what's necessary for the, um, the students in your school.
0: All right, all
2: right. Uh, Minister Michelle, you know, we're talking about we got all this money. What do we do with it? Well, thank God we have the money. Let's make sure that people are accountable with how the money is being spent. That's number one. And number two, what I would love to see um, that in the underserved, uh, underserved communities, that the monies are being equally distributed for the public system because I know that in certain area codes, they have some of the finer things in their school. But then in other area codes, they barely have
0: ACs
2: in the classrooms because I've seen it in my neighborhood, and all of them. So I would love to see the upkeep of these buildings being brought up to code and given some extra things for these children, just like the downtown area codes have. So um, if they could get that done and equally distribute the money, I'd say, yes, I'm excited and happy um, and the accountability of it. So let's just pray and see. <laughs> That this happens for our children in these communities that would normally do any get nothing, and that teachers don't have to keep coming out of their pockets to get supplies. This should be a course for the child. you touched on to You know, so all that's, right. that's what my head was at thinking this morning. All right! All right! All right! Oh, uh, you just stepped on something. Elder and I, Tisha, you know, we've heard over the years that, you know, we the teachers got to buy supplies. Parents are sending extra supplies to uh, supply to other children with supplies. You know, we, I used to always wonder, you need 10 books. You only can write in one at a time. Why are we sending all 10 books in the beginning of the school year? Well, that's. Because we're yeah. you know helping other children, and the teachers are coming out of their own pockets to 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 buy tissue and all kinds of things and now that we've got you know more money should these should this money now go to some of these things? Yeah, I absolutely think that,
1: you know, this money should be um utilized for the necessities um in our schools. I was just talking to a friend who's an
2: educator and the PTA is actually fundraising and selling chocolates in order for there to be ink for the printer at
0: the school. Wow. And so my
2: my thought is so The PTA no longer is selling chocolate to buy, like, athletic uniforms, you know, like the extracurricular activities, but you got the PTA actually fundraising selling chocolate for ink for the printer. Like that is not a necessity. Like how does a school run without a printer in the the printer? So we've got to, you know, get our priorities in in order and really begin to identify um, what the needs are. I also think, Really, because our our kids, you know, and and we know that it is a spiritual warfare, but I do think that there are some natural means that we can put in place for our children who are dealing with depression and anxiety. I can't tell you how many um, parents have brought their children uh, to me for prayer around this very issue of, and it's specific to loneliness. Just last night,
0: I was on
2: the phone with a parent and a teenager who just said I I just I feel lonely all the time I can't stop feeling lonely and I can't stop uh-huh. the tears and so I think you know thinking about how do we add you know some education and create space how do we add healthcare professionals to our staffing at schools i think could be instrumental i know we used to have you know the social workers but i wonder if we can you know have social workers with a education in mental health or is it also adding a psychologist on Um, onto the staffing at at schools, but our children also need mental health support. Absolutely. Um, You know, (laughs) they say you can be in a room filled with people but still feel lonely. And this is a prime example of, you know, of what you're talking about. And to think that I'm in school all day, there's an after-school program, blah, 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 and still, you know, someone can feel so lonely. You don't know what's going on at home. You don't know what's going on with the extended family. You know, this is this is scary. This is scary because, you know, we talked about how the children felt when they were not in school during the pandemic, when they were home. So, you know, some experienced loneliness there. Now that school is open and everything is kind of free-flowing and things like that we still have our, our our children you know feeling this way for multiple reasons for multiple reasons and you know no no reason is the same across the board so yes we definitely need to take some of those dollars and put it into that area of you know some some mental health um assistance for our our students as well as the teachers and you know, you just think there's just not enough money. You're you always going to have money to spend. You know, speaking of the PTA, Elton, Atisha, and, and ladies, you know, I just heard also that the PTA needed to raise money to keep the after school going. I'm saying to myself, are you serious? So you think about things like ink or after school program it's like what then what is happening here you know there's a lot of money out here we've been told we have been literally told that there there are millions of dollars that's already out here prior to this um that the doe has right here in new york city so to hear that Ink and school supplies and 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 the PTA is raising money for these type of necessities is alarming. Very 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 alarming. Oh boy, we 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 need our prayer going. I want to skip over the next thing because we coming back to that because that to me is our wow story as well. Uh, we've got this migrant issue to the forefront again, where there's $225 million to put these people up in the Roosevelt Hotel, and, you know, we always have heard the Roosevelt Hotel was the ritzy place to be, and now it's being used for uh, three years for temporary housing, and the people up in Rockland are like, uh, no can do. (laughs) We ain't doing that. You know, don't bring them up here if it's not set straight. And, you know, I work downtown and I see how it's going downtown. And, you know, it's bad enough that we got to deal with our own people, but now we got the extras. You know, what are we talking about here? You know, again, we, we have talked at nauseum about taking care of our own first. And it, it, it's so insulting um, to hear some of these things. But, uh, can we? Uh, Vivian asks the question. Uh, you know, if everybody started to take the the mentality, gain the mentality of the people up in Rockland, where would we be? How, what do you think about that, Minister Michelle?
0: Um, yes, I
2: I understand the, the position that the people up in Rockland County are taking. I really do understand it. And it's scary because if everybody took that approach, I think they would all land here in uh, Manhattan. We'd be <laughs> overcrowded.
0: <laughs>
2: they are practically put on the
0: streets in Manhattan
2: because where else are they going to go if everybody else refuses but back here where they landed from the first place. So that, to me, is a really scary, scary place for us to be. And You know, if Rockland County is successful with keeping them out, as the resilient said, then the next person will be like, well, they got it, we can get it too. And it will be a snowball effect. And like I said, I just believe that they'll all be right back here in the island of Manhattan, uh, of Bronx, our area, and we'll be left holding the bag, which is why I don't understand why... um, The mayor here or the governor, they have not had a sit-down with all the other mayors and say, let's come up with a plan that we can get this proportionately done. I I don't understand why it's so hard to communicate. Hmm. Yeah, that seems to be a big question. Elton Atisha, let me ask you this. Should there have been... Okay, so now we're going to take all these people in on a monthly basis for three years, five years, ten years, or whatever. Should they have carved out an area for, you know, and when I say this, I mean, let's say, anywhere, any particular place, you know, that's not populated already. You know, what, 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 what do you think about that? If I'm honest, I think that's how ghetto ghettos are created. I think any time
0: <laughs> you... you it, it's true. <laughs> no, it's true. I think created. that's how ghettos are created.
2: When you take a group of people... And just put them all disenfranchised because they're coming here and they have nothing. So you take a group of disenfranchised individuals and you put them all in one place. You've just created a ghetto. You created a, 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 a opportunity for there to be gangs to be developed. You create an opportunity for robbery and murder. So I think... I, I see. I don't know what the answer is. Um, I love what what uh, Minister Michelle said about them getting together and having a plan. Like, why was there no Absolutely. plan? And, and, Absolutely, and 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 I'm convinced that uh, again, this is not just about America being kind-hearted because I just don't know America to be kind-hearted. There's always right. an underlying, um, uh-uh. underlying financial gain. Um, at, at the core of this. But here's what I, I, I'm shocked at. These people are coming in here, and, they and like, they are drug users. Like, again, remember I shared with you all that my daughter works at the shelter there in Brooklyn. And she's like, Mom, like, they, they are drug users. There's domestic violence going on. Like, this is not just people coming and, you know, Upstanding citizens just trying to find their way. No, they're coming here with issues. Right, they're coming right, here looking right. for heroin. They're coming here looking for drugs, looking for crack, and, and, and utilizing this. Yeah. like, mom, well, like the people are. And so now, if we take that information and we look at the people in Rockland who say, I don't want that. I don't. I do right. not want that around my children. I don't want that across the street from our schools where my children go to school and got to walk past and see that kind of stuff happening. I don't I don't want that level of um of exposure. So I I'll be honest and, and say that I don't know what the answer is here. I just don't think it was a wise decision for us to have done this. I know I, mm-hmm. it, it just wasn't it wasn't Absolutely. a wise decision because they're not coming here as upstanding citizens, and I don't want to generalize and say all of them, but based on what my daughter is sharing with me about what is happening in in brooklyn it's it's a lot they're not coming here as upstanding citizens, and so we put them all together in one place, Are we going to create a new ghetto and a new situation that just really turns America upside down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, honey, honey,
2: honey, you know it, it, it's. I have to. I have to say that I, I. I have always been concerned with what you just brought up, and and I'm going to hold on to that. Um, but, Lady Tamika, so the, you can't spread them out because everybody wants to protect their territory, which they should and have the right. Um, you know, and then you can't put them all in one spot, what do you do? I really honestly don't know what to do. Um, Prior to them doing that, I said it. I'm going to continue to say it. This was not uh, a wise decision. You Mm -hmm. have put the cart before the horse, The horse is directly behind the cart, not moving, because you didn't think, you didn't come up with a proactive plan, you know. And so you got all these, and I keep trying to figure out who is getting this money, because somebody's getting something, because you keep bringing these people in, and, you know, you haven't proactively thought of all of the different dynamics that transpire now that you've got a greater population, You know, I know of an area in Queens where they have literally um, said to you as a new employee in this particular area, as a female, you cannot walk out with your purse. There are a bicycle gang, literally. As you're walking, they will grab your purse, and there is nothing that you can do about it. The police Mm. won't even go in that area to help you if your purse was stolen. You are done. So, therefore, and, these, uh, and that that set of people do not speak English, you know, and they were not brought here. I mean, they were not, you know, raised in New York, born and raised. So, you know, and I'm not picking specifically, but I'm just saying it's getting worse, you know, and it's everywhere, everywhere you look. And so what's happening is you're going, the, the problem with that is in our areas, we don't protest like we should. We don't write letters. In in other areas, they'll write a letter and things get done. You know, in our area, you know, we don't worry about it until it's right across the street. It's right around the corner. I got to pass it every day. But then, again, you know, it's not enough of us that go to these, you know, these council meetings and the, and the things that are going on in our neighborhood. A lot of times we don't even know anything about it until after it's done. Now, you know, it's plaguing us. We see it, we smell it. You know, it's all around us. Now there's nothing that we can do because it's now a um, a, a statue. Mm, You know, <laughs> you ladies have all brought brought up really important um, points. One of the things that um, I've always said from the very beginning is, who's manning? Who's coming across this border? Who's manning who's getting on this bus, these planes, on the boats? Who's manning these people? You know, we, we, we never really heard the criteria of who is going to be allowed and who's going to be kept out. So I ain't never felt safe. With who was coming over here Whether they were going to be drug addicted Whether they were going to be criminals You know uh, uh, thieves or, or Murderers or what? You open the door To a plethora of problems That we already have here So you just adding on To what we already have here That you have not been able to Control or contain And now with this spike In the awareness Of the Mentally ill We really are Really in a bad spot And then now we hear That every 15 minutes we got another Group of people coming over here And I've never been secure With that ever 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 Because I never, I never heard that they were going to be Really medically cleared So what, 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 what illnesses Are you now Dropping here We have been left open To I mean a mess and you know you have the people up in Rockland who say hey I don't want them here well guess what I I've spoken to someone from the community board here in Queens we don't have those options so even if we went we don't have those options because see up in Rockland there's a different environment than what's here in the city see here in the city we are mixed, so we have homes and we have buildings and we have commercial. They'll have that, so we don't have the same options to say we don't have that power that they have there. So yeah, we can rally and we can vote, and we that ain't gonna have the same effect here. I've already been, I've already had that conversation with several. Pastor Ed was really. Um, involved also when he was here in New York with all of this and oh yeah he gives the inside scoop we don't have the options that the people up in Rockland or the people way out in Long Island have. Once you are a part of these five boroughs you, you're you messed up. We ain't got no say. So as much as we would love to come together and it's bad that we don't but even if we did and I think a part of that is is what we would Um, what I was told that happened. You know, a lot of us got together and started doing things, and we started putting together our community um, representatives and things like that. And when it got there, there were people that, you know, that found out, hey, we don't have much of a voice. Just like uh, Minister Michelle said, when you look, they're going to be plopping right down next door to us. Our schools are now overcrowded. They don't get overcrowded up in Rockland. They get on Long Island. But if they want to put a 51st child up in a class, they will here in New York City. So this is bad, and it's always been bad. And there has never been a plan like you ladies have said. No, ain't been no plan. That's why we are jacked up the way we are. All right, ladies. We've talked about this Satan Club. The Satanic Club versus the Good News Club. We spoke about how we would be rallying and standing outside of the school because we would not have it. Well, out in Pennsylvania, as Vivian has just advised us, was it today? I believe today it starts the, the, the meetings, and six children have signed up. You do not need parental consent to sign up for this particular club. And yet again, you are now empowering our children without empowering the adults. So now you're telling me that my child, who's in the third grade, could sign up. Now, whether I go pick him or her up or whatever, that's something different. But now that... You're telling me I have a child in school age that can make a decision on their own. And, of course, it would be the Satan Club. It wouldn't be nothing else uh, that would be, you know, helpful to them. Here we go again. Vivian uh, said, get the knee pads ready in the war, war, rooms, war rooms warmed up. Elder I teach you, what are we talking about?
1: The blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. I I just, like, that's. (laughs) I I agree with Vivian
2: that it is absolutely praying time. But we're not fighting either. I I don't understand how this is not a big deal to parents. Where I I, I needed to have seen all of the, the, the the community leaders and churches and and everyone. Out there, I I, we are not fighting. We are just letting other people make decisions for our children and take the power away from parents. Yep.
0: This is just this
2: is yep. no this is no different than the law or, or, or policy being passed that a child can desire desire to change their gender, and the yep. the, the, the teachers the school will help them do it without getting permission from the parent. We're taking all of the power from parents to have Mm say-so about the environment that their children are going into, and I don't hear enough outrage about it because Mm -hmm. if it can happen in one school, it will happen in others.
0: Mm -hmm. So we
2: we can't We can't just look at one school and point the finger and say, "Oh wow, did you see what happened over there? I promise you it'll be at your school near you next if we don't do something mm-hmm. about it. You've got to shut the enemy down at the forefront. You can't let' him get full grown right? You can't yep. let him turn from yep. the serpent to the dragon. You can't let him go yep. from Genesis to revelation. We've got to shut it down and and I just I understand, yes, we got to pray because we understand that we wrestle not. Against, against, you know, these these carnal things But we're dealing with wickedness And spiritual entities in high places Gotcha uh-huh. But we've also uh-huh. We've also got to get up off our knees With the power that we receive in prayer And start fighting back about some things Opening yep. up our mouths about some things <laughs> Parents, get outraged Yep, <laughs> yep. No, it's, it's it, Oh my gosh, I got something to tell y'all When we finish that's going to make you even more angry, Elden Artisha. Oh, Lady Tamika, are we outraged enough? No, not at all. You know, um, it, it, it seems as though we're standing by idly, and a, as though our hands are tied. And in actuality, God has given us the tools from the very beginning. Yeah, it might not necessarily. You know, and I'm speaking for my end. It may not necessarily be my child. However. You know, um, we already recognize that the enemy has an agenda out for our children and our seniors, you know. Um, And so it is our, you know, it it is our duty to get about God's business, you know, and not idly watch um, our neighborhoods, our streets, our children, you know, become uh, victims of of all this craziness. You know, you have a choice, you you know, and, and it's up to us to make the difference. You know, and, and the fact that, you know, it just keeps happening over and over again, all kinds of stuff. You know, anybody can come into the school, you know, and tell our children that there are 90 different sectors of of genders and, you know, and, and it'd be okay. You know, you can come in and do that. Now, you know, it, it's not, it's no surprise. You know, we're, we're looking at that. We talked about the tampons and the boys' bathroom. You know, we're talking about you know, all of these different things. So why not be surprised that that's that's the avenue that it's leading to? Because unfortunately, you know, when we don't become proactive and take care of our children, not our not just our children, but everybody's children, neighborhood children, people children hey, that you don't even know. It. it makes a difference. That's right. That's right. A big difference. You know, and so it's yeah, it's our responsibility to take care of I, this is our fuke about it if 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 we don't teach and you know and especially those that have to, the, those that are parents you know when they come over to your house you know you got you know children that come over teach them you know teach the neighborhood kids you know this is the whole Premise: We had Sunday school. Children would come over, you know, and you would bring them to church. You know, you it, it is a, it it is your responsibility not just for your child, but neighboring children, anybody that's anywhere near your child, you need to govern them as well. You know, mm-hmm. Take it to the streets, yep. take it to the avenues, take it to the schools, take it to the roads, take it to the highways, everywhere.
1: Right. That's right.
2: That's right. That's right. Woo, honey, Minister Michelle. Mm. what you got for us today oh okay yeah listen where are where are the churches in this neighborhood in this community why are they not standing up and rallying against this whole situation listen faith without works is dead we need to do corresponding with our action i understand corresponding action. I understand that we're praying but there needs to be a corresponding action with our prayers. Letting God lead us how to Absolutely. combat that enemy. And why you know, yeah, go sit in your house and pray. Beautiful. But get out and do some action here. Because this is affecting the whole community. Yeah, honey,
0: that's right. That's
2: right. So I, you know, these this is a situation where I feel the churches should be involved. And they get denomination the it needs to go across denominations, the Absolutely. They all need to line together and say, okay, this is the common goal here, and we're going to come against this, and we're going to rally against this. Yes, we're going to pray, but we are got to also stand up strong. And they need to be out there protesting and speaking against this situation. And I didn't hear, so far I haven't heard that that's going on up there. So, again, what will happen is, The foothold has gotten in there, and it will just continue and continue. And then it will spread to other schools in in Pennsylvania area. And next thing you know, it will be out of Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Connecticut, wherever, because they see that nobody is even standing up against it. So this is an instance where all the church folks need to come together, and we need to really come against this in a strong, strong way. Period. Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely, ladies, absolutely. Let me add to your frustration. We've been blessed as embroiderers to now have, uh, to, to, to become DOE vendors. And, you know, we, we talk about getting inside. We talk about the war against our children, and this was, this was vital. This was a vital movement of God. Because, Lynn, I tell you, we were ushered in, hoo-hoo, baby. The door was left open wide, I mean, just burst wide open for us. And we were really blessed to get inside. And, of course, you're talking about Pastor Stephen Shantese. So we are very strategic. God is, is moving in many ways. So we saw some opportunity. So we started approaching about prayer. So, of course, you get the, um, okay, you know, you can't mix church and state. But they would help us in other ways. So we started reaching out to teachers directly. So this went on for a minute. And we offered, you know, I do a Sunday night prayer. So we offered, okay, we would open up another night. Now, if anybody knows... I don't want another night of anything, even prayer. I ain't going to lie. I'm already praying. But to have to stop what I'm doing to pray, I'm like, okay, there's another night. Because I don't have a night. And I was like, okay, I, here goes it. But I'm adding on another night just for teachers, just for the school faculty. I'm, I'm going to do this thing here. Open up another night for prayer for you, with you. Bring your request. Let's do this thing. Can I tell you, we got not one response. And we went directly to teachers. Directly, we know that there have been shootings in the school, guns aboard in the school. We went over to, to the school to talk to, because we had uh, we were in, we were offered a large job. We actually stood with. The security at the MAG, and we had major conversation about the things that are, that are attempted to be brought into school, how they're handling things, blah, blah, blah. He was real open. We were talking. He was talking. And what better way to get into school but do all of these quote-unquote Christian teachers, not one teacher responded. Not one. Now you no. are inside. Really? You're on the. You see this madness? Did we have. How many stories have we done about what happens to the teachers? The children are fighting the teachers. That we've been talking for months about the six-year-old with the gun in the school. Not one teacher responding. Not one. When I tell oh. you that was the most upsetting thing for me. Here we are willing to take our time. We, were, we wrote letters. We reached out personally. We did everything. Not one single solitary teacher responded. How scary is that? Oh my God. So now you have the Satan Club who enters the school openly. They fought. For them to get in the school. Did you hear the story? Listeners. They fought and they won. To get in the school. They won to get in the school. And not only did they win. They now have the children. Who can now sign up for themselves. That is power. That is power. Now we know the ultimate power. Belongs to God. We're not limiting God's power. But we're just showing you that this is how they get in so easily because the, 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 there's no gate, there's no door, there's not even a curtain. So, ladies, I just wanted to share that with you. While we're enraged that there's not enough feedback, while there's not enough action, while there's not enough banding together, the teachers themselves wouldn't even – not. oh, my God, not one – not one. Now, if I'm on the inside of this madness, and I'm don't, and i supposed to be a Christian person, I'm, I'm popping up in church every week, but here I don't take the tool. Because, see, if we don't start with prayer, we can't band together and, and stand up in front of the school. How are you all? Where are we getting there? We haven't even held hands to get there. It starts with prayer. And now we can get together and put all these ideas together like you ladies are talking about and say, okay, now we're going to protest and we're going to write letters. and we're gonna, oh, Okay. So I just wanted to give mm-hmm. you all some that information. It's, it's a lot scarier than we think, that when you're even approached wow. and nobody, mm-hmm. nobody, 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 nobody stops you in private. We were given the Okay. Mm-hmm. They couldn't openly, they cannot openly let you pray in school. They cannot do it because we ask. And I heard heard that before, but I don't care. I'm asking anyway. No, Mm -hmm. they cannot let you do it, and they won't. They won't even sneak and let you do it. But when we were given the opportunity and when we on our own not one, oh, my God, not one. And when I tell you that, it was the most scariest thing I thought about. I said, well, here I am. I'm willing to give up another day. I ain't in the school. I'm not going to school every day. My life ain't at risk when I go up in the school and the kid brings to school a, a knife or a gun. That ain't my threat. Yeah, so y'all, y'all pray about that that the teachers themselves care enough to cover themselves and the children and the building. Because like one like of you brought up, we had the asbestos thing. So there's threats all around them when they walk up into the school building. So keep that in prayer as you're praying. They, they lift the teachers up in prayer that they would step up and fight for themselves. So I just, I had to share that with you. I had to share that with you. All right ladies. Thank you for indulging me in our uh, Vivian socially conscious segment. We got a few minutes and I I wanted to talk uh about uh, something here that we can uh minister. <laughs> and it's funny here. We go how 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 Satan uh seeks to destroy us. And here we are I didn't have any idea Vivian was going to bring this And, you know, we we talk about this all the time We've talked about how they Are now in the school system But, you know, one of the ways That the enemy seeks to destroy us Is by planting um, Lies And doubt in our head Lady Tamika, we're going to start with you Uh, uh, I apologize. Um, so, what was the? the
0: can you can you just repeat for me? i Switch
2: gears. So gears real quickly. You got to pay attention, girl. <laughs> I pay attention. I was quick. Switch gears real fast. <laughs> we, you know, the 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 topic of today is is how the enemy seeks to destroy us on a regular basis, and we walked right into it with the 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 Vivian um, story and what we just got finished talking about. I know I switched gears. I know I switched gears. Don't be talking about me. Don't be talking about me. Um, (laughs) But, you know, the first thing that comes up on the list is the fact that he plants doubts and lies, and that's how he seeks to destroy us. Yeah. Um, You know, um, there are all kinds of devices out there. Some are subtle. Some are blatant. And... um, we need to be aware, you know, um you can't just walk around life and just just you know get there, but you have to be prayerful in all things, you know, even in the word, it says, you know you have to be prayerful with supplication, you know, because honestly, we don't know what can happen from this hour to the next, you know um back in the day, we were concerned from day to day, now it's hour by hour and second by second. And there are all kinds of lies out there. And if you walk around blind, trust and believe, you know, just take that visual. You walk around blind, there's all kinds of things that are out there looking to hurt you, you know. And so you have to, you, you have to literally at this point not just guard yourself, but pray for your neighborhood, pray for your street, uh, your, street your government officials, you know, even them, even the decisions that they make, you know, whether it's local or grandiose. It affects us. You know, we keep we, we, all of the topics that we have talked about, our school, you know, our neighborhoods, our avenues. These are all things that are being affected. The enemy is crafty and, you know, he'll find a way to make things self-implode, you know. And even with that, you know, God has not given us the, the spirit of fear, you know. But you think about this thing, you know, people coming into your neighborhood that you're not aware of. They don't even speak your language, and, you know, targets, you know, we, we looked at this gentleman who had been, you know, uh, deported, what, four or five times, you know, and these are the type of things that are coming out there, and if we don't pray, and if we don't get ourselves girded, you know, and not only praying for you, but get your neighbor you know, talk to your neighbor about God. Talk to your, your your students about God, about your your children. We have got to get it in order because our wor- not just our neighborhood, our entire world is in jeopardy without God. All righty, all righty. Uh, Minister Michelle, we're talking about how the enemy seeks to destroy us on a regular basis, and the first thing that comes up is he seeks to destroy us Planting doubts and lies And I would say Fear This Planet earth Has been blanketed With fear It is so much fear Amongst this nation Because If you can get people In fear You literally immobilize Everybody that's accepting the fear-mongering, and they will stop, get in their tracks, and they will not move, they will not do anything. So Satan is piling on the fear with everything that we see, everything that we hear, the murders, the the mental illness, where people are snapping off, you're scared to get in a train, you're scared to get on a bus, you're scared to go in a mall, you're scared to go in a store fear and it's propelling the fear over and over again and it's stopping people get in the tracks in their tracks. Even in our churches, there's fear. We've been just in just enveloped with the things that he's putting out there and fear is just taking over and the Bible is clear that the Lord has not given us a spirit of fear, but we do have power. There is love, and there's a sound mind, but only when you embrace that, only when you believe that, only when you receive that. But if you don't, well, you're going to be like everybody else. So, yeah, maybe that's why none of the teachers responded, because they were in fear of, well, somebody here that I got on that line, I could lose my job. You know, it's why people don't protest sometimes and speak up when well, I'm afraid of what, what happened to me. Fear is what Satan is using, and he's using it through the politicians. <laughs> Every time that he can possibly use fear tactics with, is being done. And at this point, it looks as though it's effective, but I still believe in a God that says we don't have to have that spirit. And I still believe. And a people that will rise up, God has a remnant of people that will rise up and say, no, we will not accept that lie. We will not accept that false evidence appearing real, and we're going to stand and we're going to fight. I just have to believe that that at the end, we will win. But right now, it's work to be done. All righty, all righty. I was to teach i'm gonna switch gear a little bit here <laughs> I'm going to switch gear i'm gonna give you a new i'm gonna give you a new uh round the enemy seeks to destroy us on a regular basis with sexual immorality. You start that round for us
0: please yeah
2: absolutely um I, you know i, I think it it still connects it connects to the lie right it's it's convincing us that Sex is just simply a part of the human plan or the human condition as opposed to it being a part of God's larger plan for humanity. And so when we actually dumb it down and when we carnalize it, then the enemy is able to cause us to do damage to ourselves by engaging in sex recklessly. By despising our original form and make in terms of our sexuality, our gender, when we expose ourselves to all type of um, profanity, then we are doing damage to the essence of God in us to the purpose by which he created us. And so what we don't recognize is that when we engage in sex outside of the will of God, we are allowing the enemy access to our heart, mind, and soul. Whether it is connecting and developing soul ties, whether it is adding baggage to us, doing damage to our hearts because we give ourselves over in places and spaces that don't honor it or respect it, that 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 dumb us down I'll never forget the greatest lesson that God has ever taught me is when I was dumbing myself down the Lord simply said why are you playing in
0: dirt wow <laughs> and, and, and uh-huh.
2: I, hold, I hold on to that and I still share that with young women and it's not that God was calling the young man or the young person other person who I was and for me it was a man but <laughs> whoever I, I was dealing with he wasn't calling that person uh, dirt, but what he was just simply saying is, you're playing down in dirt, you're playing in spaces that I didn't create you for. I created you to be a a peculiar people. I created you to be royalty. I created you to have some respect and dignity about yourself and to honor yourself. I created you to be a queen, and you're playing in dirt. You're offering yourself up to spaces and places that don't see you as such. And when we do that, we give the devil access to our emotions. Now he has something to play in. He has a playground to manipulate. We give him access to our mind. Now he has an area in our mind to play with. So it's not just mm-hmm. sex. It's a lie. It is not just sex it is access to your internal not just physical being but your spiritual mental being as well it is not just sex all right now all right oh lady tamika you know what would you say about this uh method of destruction that satan is using uh through the vehicle of sexual immorality It is another venue and another vice um, for uh, mankind to implode on itself. Um, If we look at social media, um, that delusion is everywhere. You know, Um, even now, if you really look at the um, dynamics of sale, you know, um, when we're trying to sell something, if it's on social media. It's, you know, the the topic of sex sells, you know, um, and, it, and it truly is, you know, there, there's a cunningness, even down to going into a store, you know, if you're trying to buy items for especially we're talking about young girls, you know, everything is, is sexy, you know, she's 40 years old, what, 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 what do we need to get, you know, sexy items for four year old, a, a three year old, you know, and uh, you, you look at the dynamics of of articles of clothing, you know, um, you listen to songs on the radio now, you know, there used to be at least a hidden thread of, you know something in Mm. in in the airwaves now it's just out anymore i want to do this let me do this to her let me do that let me let me and and the sad part about it it's not just let me do this to her it's let's oh i'm gonna let him do this to me i i mean and it's everywhere you know it's not subtle it's out there you know it's almost to the point if you have a small child you know and you're just walking the street. Somebody's playing the music. It's blasted. So, you know, there, there is no hidden agenda. It's there. It's everywhere we look, you know, and now the agenda of sex is in our schools. They, you know, our children have access to books that um, depict all kinds of um, variations. And, you know, there's nothing that says within the confines of marriage this, is ordained by God. All of that stuff is just, you know, just throw that out the way, you know, it's, it's everywhere. And we have to guard our lives. We have to guard our eyes, guard our, our, our ears, you know, even sitting up at certain times of the hour at night, you know, just, you know, leaving the television or for people who leave televisions on at night in the middle of the night, you hear all kinds of stuff that, Hey, wait a minute. I was just watching such and such, you know? And so, the, the the enemy is not playing. He is not playing, and so not only that, when the the seed is brought forth, there's all kinds of other issues. You know, we we we're talking about uh, what is that? Oh my gosh, I can't think of the the site that people utilize to um, to spread or to, to show themselves show them. to display themselves.
0: display
2: themselves. Yes, yes, you know, and so you know, it's just. It, and, and it, it gets worse and worse and worse, you know, and now we're living in a day and age where we just heard, we heard Vivian mention it earlier, women that were, uh, no, people that were assigned as women at birth, you know, so all of this stuff is just flagrant, you know, it's it's flashing like fire before our eyes. And if we don't, don't acknowledge God, you know, and, and see the devices of the, it's, Everywhere We have got to give God more praise, and we have got to pray for this world, because, again, if we don't, it's going to implode on itself. All right, all right. Uh, Minister Michelle, sexual immorality, Satan's vice. Yes, and you know the sad thing, and I'm going to go to another perspective here right quick, is the world has gone mad but unfortunately the church has done the same thing so mm-hmm. there's been more scandals sexual scandals and sexual immorality in our churches and the world has watched it and there was a time where the church was supposed to be the example and people would look upon us and be like oh well you know they don't do that they just you know They try to keep this right, blah, 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 blah. They don't indulge in these things. But when the tide turned and all the exposure of what was being done in the church was just as bad as what people were doing outside of the church,
0: Mm -hmm. there was such a
2: breakdown where the world feels like, well, hey, they doing it too. So, they're better than us, so yeah, let's go for it. And it's sad because now the power that we used to have to be able to say baby girl listen don't do that da 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 and, and come from a, the perspective of the word of God they lost some of that because they've seen what the church has been doing all of the stuff that has happened and that hurts and that has contributed to the sexual immoralities that are going on in the world And it's got to start in the household of faith where things are changing so that we can affect Mm the world, period. I just feel that way, bar none. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Lady Tamika, disunity. The enemy tries to take us down and destroy us with disunity amongst ourselves, amongst the Christian people. Whew, <laughs> that's a big one. Boy, you know, th- there are all types of things that we can disagree on, you know. Um, and he has a a plot to get us all at each other's throats, literally, you know, um, in our neighborhoods, um, in our churches. You know, um, we, we think about, you know... Um, minister Michelle had mentioned about the churches, you know, um, people have stopped coming and then you have some that are in there that can't stand each other. You know, I'm like, how in the world can you function and you're not getting along at all, you know, or, you know, the majority of them are doing this, you know, and I've seen instances where, you know, one set of people have church on at a certain time on Sunday, they lock the gate and somebody else comes and breaks that lock and puts a new lock and, (laughs) Um, just, you know, I, you keep seeing it over and over from the time of the pandemic, it has gotten even more, um, grandiose. Um, there was that, that line of I'm vaccinated and I don't want to talk to anybody who's unvaccinated or I'm unvaccinated and I don't want to talk to anybody who's vaccinated. We have the, um, uh, Democrats against the Republicans, men against women, Um, Now, it's even the breakdowns of, you know, um, the straight against everyone else, and it's just uh, young against old. Um, There's all types of ways that you can break us down, but... Through God, you can bring us back together, and it is, it is so it's essential that we reach across the board. I don't care what your dynamic is. You know? I don't care what your preference is, but God is paramount, and you've got to reach out to God because when you do, everything um, works out well. Um, it's his design. You know? He created us, and he knows all about us, so he knows automatically how to fix us. Amen, amen, amen. Disunity, disunity, disunity. Minister Michelle. Yes. Um, I it's, I think about all of the different churches that I know and the, and the different pastors that I know. And at different intervals, I've seen them all fighting against each other for what they are not. And it's really sad because if the leaders are fighting over the most insignificant things, what are the people going to do? What are the congregations going to do? They're going to follow suit. I mean, you know, you, 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 you can't even agree to disagree about what day is Um Should people dress a certain way or should they not dress a certain way? I mean, it's just really uh, a toy that Satan has brought into our churches and it has made it so difficult for us to see miracles, to see the salvation, seeing people getting even saved. It's, it has hindered all of these things and our churches have become of no effect. And, you know, it's just a bunch of buildings. I'm not saying every church is like that. But I'm saying that a lot of churches, it's just buildings are just standing, and people are going through the motions, but there's no unification at all. And if we're not unified, how can we get anywhere, and how can we affect change in this society being divided all the time? And it's hurtful, and I know if we as the children of God see it and uh, hurt by it. My Lord, what is our Father, Heavenly Father saying about this? This is not what he has designed for us. You know, how are we going to have dominion if we can't even stand together for simple things? And we, it, it has to change. It, 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 it cannot stay the same. have got to come together and start saying, listen, this is the bigger problem the world and the people in it that are not saved and that they do not know Jesus. So let's put aside all of this and let's come together and start working to get people into the kingdom of God. And I'm praying for us because this is what's needed. All right. All right. Eldon and you know, we're talking about disunity and how the enemy uses that to destroy us. On a regular basis. On a regular basis. I think what I have. Identified is that. um, Unity is. Disrupted. With the beginning. The the disruption of unity. Starts with. The lack of vision. Uh, When people are not looking in the same direction. When people are not. Understanding the big picture. Then there's disunity. I think. Weapons at the end is to cause everyone to be focusing on different things. And when everyone is focusing on something different, when you try to convince them that one thing is more important than the other, then it becomes a, like a, a, a launch against each other. It's the budding of heads. And so as long as the enemy can have individuals all looking at different things, understanding from different perspectives, and not coming together to understand that all of it is about the big picture. Even your perspective, and it's different against, you know, of someone else's, it's still, if the two perspectives come together, in order to understand, then you gain power. It weakens power, and it also weakens authority. What it also does is it also keeps God at bay because God is not the author of confusion and he's not going to exist or or, or dwell Uh-oh. Did we lose you, Elton Tisha? Uh-oh. I think we I'm lost here. Hello, hello? Here. Hello? Oh, okay, okay, okay. I can hear you now. Okay. So, I mean, just in conclusion, if the enemy understands that if I can have you all looking at different things, that weakens power, weakens authority, but it also puts God on the outside of the equation because he's not going to exist and dwell in spaces of chaos and confusion. Oh, amen. Amen, 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 ladies. Thank you so much. What a fine job today with really helping us understand where the enemy, you know, that's our Achilles heel, a whole lot of places, a whole lot of areas. We thank you so much for your contribution Mm -hmm. into today's conversation, and we pray you have a blessed day. Thank you. You too. You do the same. Thank you. you. Have a lovely day, everyone. Amen. 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 Ooh, we always get our fill with the ladies. And uh, we have arrived to the top of the morning here on the due time. And we have our Pastor Charlene with our Faith Over Fear segment. Good morning, Pastor Charlene. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today, my love? I am well, thank you. How are you? You're sounding good over there. Oh, great. Amen. I'm doing Amen. well. Amen. Amen. Uh, Pastor Charlotte. We're talking about how the enemy seeks to destroy us on a regular basis. And uh one of the areas we know is to tamper with our faith. What are you telling us what are you telling us today? In our faith over fear segment, in regards to that right there. Well, I was listening to the ladies and I was thinking also of because of our surroundings, Um, for who is in your ear, who you are sitting under, um, and who you are allowing, not just within the walls of being in the ministry, but outside as well. Um, and we have to be very careful because that's how our faith also can be get, will be built up. Satan, we know, is a liar. God word, we know that is true. So when we don't have that tight relationship or we're around people who don't have that relationship with God, it's easy to fall into those red holes, right? So Satan's going to speak loud in our ear, and he's going to tell us things that we should not be doing, things that um, he wants us to hear. For God's word can overpower that, but we have to speak it out, right? We have to be able to read the word for ourselves. We have to be able to quote scriptures out loud, because the louder that Satan get, the louder that we can get with God's word. We know that God's word will conquer, right, of all that Satan will tell us to do, especially when you are in a vulnerable moment. You have to be able to have somebody that you're able to speed down. I don't even know people do that anymore, but speed down somebody and being able to listen, Pastor Steph, listen, I need you to pray right now. I need you to, you know, whatever. whatever. This is what I'm going through. Or just let God use you, you know, whatever it is in that, in that moment. Because sometimes when you're in a place, you can't speak, right? And we know that he only comes to, um, to kill, steal, and destroy. So whatever that it is that God has for you in your faith, right? So we know we walk by faith and not by sight. And a lot of times we tend to walk with people who have a dim light which meaning that they waver with God as well. And you don't need that. You don't need that person who's going to waver. Somebody needs to be strong in the time. You know, it's like when you get together with people and you sick and they sick, how can the sick help the sick? Because both of us can't help our own self. How can we help each other? So you need to go, right, we all go to the doctor so where somebody is able to guide us and tell us what to do. But it's the same thing within our faith. You know, you have to be able to be strong and have a yes in your mouth and a yes in your action. Because a lot of times we speak things, but we really don't do it. So we stay on the side of Jesus where the bright light is instead of staying with the people who are dim and sometimes they light turned off. Mm, What can you really do for me? So we got to stay stronger in, you know, within still in our faith, still in our faith. And the scary part is we allow because that's my friend. Or I know that um, that leader is not going to lead me in the wrong direction. How many of leaders have have failed? We have failed people because we led them in the wrong direction. I'm not saying us. I'm just doing general. I always got to say that. Just doing general. And I'm saying that, you know, sometimes that we have to be able to have that made-up mind and knowing Christ for yourself, you know, and being able to do that, you know, because we know Jesus is love, we know that, and we know that he doesn't give us the spirit of fear, power, love, and a sound mind. So we have to believe and trust. So you have to make a choice that I want my faith to, to be able to go stronger in God. How can I do that? I have to believe. I have to speak louder than the enemy. Because whenever you try to do something good, right, <laughs> evil is on every side. So you have to be able to be stronger and being able to put on that, that guard, you know, which we call the whole armor of God, and being able to know that I know God is going to pull me through it. No matter what it looks like, God is, is with me. No matter what you say. I know God's word is more powerful. No matter whichever that comes my way, I know that I'm able to block it. How can I block it? Because I can block it with the word of God. And even if the Lord allow, even if God allows us allows the situation to happen, still know that the enemy has to come to him to ask permission. That's the part that we forget. He has to come and ask permission. So that still shows that we are just going through it. But on the other side, he is waiting. He always give us a way out. So continue just to press forward and know that, you know, listen, my faith might be a little uh, rocky right now. You know what? Let me go to this word. Let me go. And trust and believe God that he got you. Trust and believe that his word is true. Now, do sometimes do fear jump upon us? Absolutely, because we are human. But in the mix of that, who word are you going to stand up? Who are you going to believe? When a doctor tells you something, whose word are you going to believe? He is the doctor. He is the one that can cure you. So even in the mix of all of that being said, stand on the faith of God and know that he is with you and know that he will bring you through. Check your circle and make sure that you're around people who knows the Lord and truly will be able to get a prayer in because prayer does change things and prayer will change situations and listen to him when he tells you who not to be in your ear and who you need to pull back from on today. That is your faith over fear. Amen, amen, and amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Charlotte, for those words of wisdom. And we thank God for you, and we pray that you have a blessed day. You do the same, my love. God bless everyone. Amen, amen, amen. Let's just take a moment to hold hands and hold hearts together as we go before the Lord. We don't have a whole lot of time to spend together in prayer, so let's uh, do this now. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we thank you. We thank you, dear Heavenly Father, that you are the God who is the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, and the end, God. And regardless of where we start, how we start, we know that if we accept you as our personal Savior, God, that you will carry us. To the very end, we thank you so much for giving us a brand new, beautiful start to the day. Thank you for tapping us on the shoulder and choosing us to be recipients of your word today, God. Right now, we're going to take and lift up our schools to Heavenly Father. We're lifting up, dear Heavenly Father, those who are the administrators. We're lifting up the teachers. We're lifting up the various faculty, dear Heavenly Father. We're lifting up our children, God. We're lifting up our parents, God. We're, we're asking you to just just keep the building itself safe so that everyone who dwells from day to day, month to month, year in and school year out, God, that they would be kept from all hurt, harm, and danger, to Heavenly Father. We ask you, God, to allow your people that are on the inside to stand up. That's our first line of defense, the Heavenly Father, that they who put their foot on the school grounds would stand up and declare that you are the Almighty, that your Son is the King of King and the lord's, the Lord of lords, God. That there would be nothing that would keep them quiet, that there would be nothing that suppresses them, dear Heavenly Father, that they've been placed there strategically, God, to cover our children, to cover those grounds, dear Heavenly Father, and as as the satanic individuals who are fighting are, are, are quote unquote winning and finding their place in the school, God. We're lifting you up over this situation, dear Heavenly Father. Lord, we're asking you, dear Heavenly Father, to take control, take charge. Help your people, God. Minister Michelle says that maybe they don't, they're not opening up their mouths because they're afraid who might hear them on the outside. Well, they've already suppressed them on the inside, so where else do they have to go but on the outside? What else? That they would find a bathroom, a lounge, some corner that they can get together with your people and hold hands and hold hearts and cover. Lord, you are a strategic God. You are a God of decency and order. There is
0: nothing that
2: we can't do, God. Nothing. As long as we put you before us. Who can be against us, God? We can't let them overpower us. We can't let them be louder than we are. We can't stand by and be silent and stand in fear because they're taking their boldness all to the school grounds. But we're going to allow fear to walk us about of the place where we need to be, the place where you have placed us. Our children are relying on us, God. Our children, who have, they have now given the power to, the authority, where the parents don't have first say. We need those teachers there to open up their mouths, to open up their lives, to open up their hearts, to do, to literally do. Not just go up into a, a, a church building once a week. Because we've got six days that we've got to be. On this ground that we've got to fight we can't wait for one day we need to use that day to recharge to power us up again to give us that energy to go through the rest of the week we can't dumb it down we can't lose energy we can't lose heart we can't become afraid you don't want any cowards in your kingdom You've said that. You have said that. Your word has declared that we need to stand up and we need to be the soldiers in your army because the kingdom of God here on earth needs us. So we declare and decree today that there would be a brand new understanding that we would look through a brand new set of eyes, that we would hear with a brand new set of ears, that we would work with a brand new mind so that we can now do your work. We can now stand up and, bold and, and, and be bold and fight for you. You have given us dominion. What are we doing? So God, we, 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 we cast out and rebuke any level of fear or lack of faith right now. And that we would band together because we need to come together on so many, 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 many things. But this school thing, God, our children are being targeted. They're being killed in many, many ways. They're being murdered in many, many ways. And we have to protect them. A lot of these children can't even rely on parents because they don't know you. They don't want to know you. They don't seek you for anything. So what they're offering their children is nothing but mush because only what we do for you will last. So we ask that we just 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 stand up just a little taller, just a little firmer, just a little louder. So that we can accomplish what you have given us to do and we can give you the glory and honor you so rightly do. In the precious name of Jesus we pray, Amen. Ah, giving God thanks. For us being able to even be here together today So that we can just sound the alarm You know, as the ladies were talking I was thinking, you know, what is it that I see that Satan uses to destroy us on a regular basis How does Satan destroy us? You know, I've asked God to give me a brand new set of eyes. I've asked him to give me a brand new set of ears, a brand new understanding, and and he has given me exactly what I've asked for and didn't realize I had it all along. And people make you think because they're loud, that you don't know what you're talking about, that you, uh, they make you or they try to make you doubt on what you know and what you see. And one of the things that is greatly disturbing to me is the compromise. How how Satan helps us compromise. That we see what's in the Word of God, but we allow everything to come before what we see in the Word of God. What's in the Word of God is blatant. If we can read, we can understand, we can uh, talk about it, but we won't live it. And, and that is one of the ways the enemy is tearing us down as a whole and as individuals. How is it that you see what the Word of God uh, 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 instructs us to do, but you won't do it? That you rather go your own way, that you need to take your own extra five minutes. I just need five minutes to get this done. And what you don't realize is whatever you're doing is secondary to what the Lord has given us to do. He says, I need you to go out and disciple. But we're not we're not doing that. We're not doing that. We got other things to do. We got other things to do that are more important. The things on our agenda much more important. We have prioritized very poorly and God is not getting from us what he needs from us and that is so disturbing to me when I keep hearing oh I'm getting there I'm getting there or you know I'm trying I'm trying well it's just these sad and sorry excuses but I'm supposed to be a child of God and I'm saying to myself well if I'm seeing this what is God saying and what is God saying we got to get this together because that's exactly why the Satan club is up in the school Because we got other things to do. Instead of being in service, we got other things to do. Instead of declaring the truth of the Lord, we got other things to do. And the world is crumbling right around us. Let's get this together and let's really be the children and the soldiers in the army we're supposed to be. It's Pastor Steph signing off. And I want to thank my due time crew for always coming through big time for us. Thank you for hanging out with us and helping us do what we do. Please do not miss this opportunity to accept Christ as your personal Savior right now. Please do not miss this opportunity to strengthen, strengthen your relationship with the Lord right now because later is not promised to us. Until tomorrow, God spares, where it's Therapeutic Thursday. Until then, I love you.